And welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm Steph, and with me today from Vancouver, British Columbia, or I should say currently living in Vancouver, British Columbia, is Derek, co-founder and CEO of Tentree. Welcome, Derek. Great. Thanks for having me, Steph. I am stoked to have you on this podcast because we initially connected prior to your arrival in Vancouver. Um, when you were in Regina, and I think you were only a couple of years into the business of Tentry at the time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think we were maybe two or three years in. And how many years in are you now? We are getting close to seven. We're about just over six and a half. Six and a half years. And for people who don't know, um, tell us what Tentry is. Sure. So... Tentry is uh, the world's most environmentally Aww. progressive. <laughs> so that, you know, ultimately that, that's our objective. We're, we're trying to uh, create the world's most environmentally progressive brand by planting 10 trees for every piece of clothing that we sell. So we try to make the most sustainable product we can uh, using the most sustainable manufacturing, ethical manufacturing we can. And ultimately, we plant 10 trees for every single piece of clothing we sell. And the, you know, the kicker to that is that everybody can then take their own tree registry code, which is attached to every product, and find out where their trees are planted and what the benefits are. Gosh, you just make my heart sing. It's, it's so bold, but it's so real. And you're six and a half years in, and, and you're doing it. It's, it's a vision come true. <laughs> we're, we're trying we're trying you know it's um it's funny we when we started the brand we didn't know a thing about apparel we mm. were tree planters we knew the impact tree planting could have and ultimately it was our goal to create something that could have a lasting impact and and have that lasting impact through tree planting we knew the impact it had on individuals on the environment on on different wildlife and and we knew that we wanted to create something that could do that in a sustainable and meaningful way. Hmm, amazing. Um, where, where did you plant trees, Derek? Me personally? Yeah, I feel like this is like a really big throwback. I know it's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. When, when my brother and I were in high school, we started wow. a tree planting company. And the idea was we bought marginal farmland and we planted poplar trees on it. So. This was going back to 2010, I believe, was the first year that we planted trees. And it was, um, actually, no, back that up. It was 2006. Wow. Uh, I was in grade 11, and we planted poplar trees, about 150,000 of them, uh, just oh, about yeah. minutes out of Regina, Saskatchewan. That's a lot of trees. <laughs> it was a lot of trees. And, you know, it really was uh, pretty impactful for me and, and my brother to see the impact that those trees had. It yeah. was this piece of land, a square mile wide, that you know, could barely grow a thing. There was no profitable crops growing on it. Mm. And so we planted poplar trees. And today, you go back to that site, and these trees are 20, 
25 feet tall and have, you know, there's, there's native prairie species that have come back. There's wildlife, there's geese, there's, there's new ponds that have formed. It, it really has changed the complexion of that piece of land. Wow. That's incredible. Um, did, did you think that high school tree planting would take you to where you are today? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I said it before, but ultimately we didn't, we didn't know a thing about apparel. I think that is, in my opinion, this most surprising part of mm. the success behind Tentry. I think tree planting is special. You know, there's something, there's something that is an inherently emotional connection between us as people and trees. And I think the impact that trees can have to communities, to people across the globe and to the environment is pretty incredible. In my opinion, it's the, it's one of the most foundational impacts we can create to the environment. And so from that standpoint, you know, I think me wanting to get back into tree planting, that's not surprising to me, but, Mm -hmm. uh, the success and excitement that the the product and our apparel has been lucky enough to create. That's what's been really inspiring and to me, uh, really exciting. Wow. Well, admittedly, and I shared this with you before we jumped on, I had reached out to podcast with you because, uh, well, frankly, I was up in Whistler and I couldn't see the mountains. And I thought, oh, it's forest fire season now, because as soon as you can't see the Whistler Mountains or the local mountains here, you know that the fires are blazing um, somewhere, and it's probably a a few hundred kilometers away, but forest fires are a real thing out here, and it seems like it's an annual thing, and and we're in that season right now. Um, But I was really inspired by the action you took last summer when the forest fires broke out in a really crazy way in California, Um, especially being a Canadian brand, obviously doing business outside of Canada as well. And, And I want to know your approach as as a leader, as the CEO, as someone who does appreciate the connection with, you know, with us as humans and trees, um, what is your take on the, on the fires and, and what can we be doing or what are you doing to support them? Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I think ultimately our, our approach to tree planting is, is really threefold. For, for one, the projects that we take part in need to have a social impact. They need to support people, communities. Um, It needs to have an environmental impact. So it needs to have, uh, you know, some, uh, some sort of environmental impact, whether that's soil restoration, uh, preventing future Mm -hmm. deforestation, things like that. And there also really needs to be a compelling story behind it and a reason that we're taking part in that project. What that often leads to is us doing a lot of work globally. Tree planting has the ability to employ Mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of people and provide thousands of people with food security globally. And so when we weigh the social benefits of that, it really is a compelling opportunity to partner with groups globally. So what we view a lot of these forest fires and, and really, frankly, a lot of projects across North America as are opportunities for us to get closer to home and have and bring our impact uh, back to, frankly, the people that are really supporting us and helping us make that global impact. Uh, Forest fires are 
in our are very close to home. I mean, we're we're here in BC. They're go, they're sweeping down the West Coast through California, and ultimately, there's a lot of people, uh, whether it's communities or the people trying to put these fires out, that are put in put in danger to oh. protect and to you know to uh, to basically put these fires out. Uh, so for us, you know, our our ability to have an impact. And our ability to bring awareness to these issues is what we focus on. So how can we bring awareness for people to not create forest fires? Because a lot of the forest fires that are happening along the West Coast today are man-made. So how can we bring awareness and for people to not, uh, to not create those forest fires, prevent them in a sustainable way? And then when they happen, how can we bring awareness to the people that are helping support those communities? So recently, I think it was about three months ago, we donated a significant amount of, uh, of our weekly sales to forest fire, uh, for, uh, to the firefighter foundation down in California that were fighting these forest fires. So, mm. you know, for us, there's a lot of, th- there's a lot of reasons why we get excited about it. it. It's bringing our impact closer to home. It's supporting the people that are protecting those communities that are impacted by these forest fires. And it's also about bringing awareness so that these kind of things don't happen because forest fires are healthy if they happen in normal course. But the problem that we're faced with today is most of them aren't happening because of natural causes. Right. Gosh, it's sad when we hear the truth, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of, speaking of um, man-made destruction. Um, One of the other initiatives that you took on that really made a dent in my heart when it hit my inbox was um, the environmental challenge that you put out. And and all I really recall was um, a pledge to either not use paper cups or plastic straws. And I'm sure there were other things, but those two really struck my heart. What were the other ones? There was plastic bags, straws, mm. um, yeah, reusable cups and mugs as well. Right. And was there a commuting one, perhaps? Uh, there. So we also had a number of other uh, things to ah. that we basically brought up to support people living their own sustainable lives, but that wasn't one of the challenges that we got brought. it. And, and you, so you did a pledge and anyone who pledged to not use a plastic bag, a dumb straw or a garbage cup for 30 days was the pledge. Was that right? There was, yeah, that was part of it. And then what we did was we planted one tree as well in their name. So we ended up planting, I believe over 20,000 trees as a result of that project. And I think we calculated, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but we calculated some of the impact of the people that pledged not using straws, not using reusable mugs or disposable mugs, excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, and it was, it's pretty astonishing to just see how those numbers add up so quick. You know, instead of getting your day, daily coffee and just getting a disposable mug, suddenly, you know, if we get 1,000 people to do that, and there's 20 disposable mugs that are no longer being used by each person. That's 20,000 mugs. That are it's amazing. Amazing. I, 
I mean, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for how you tell the story. Thank you for every email that hits my inbox from Ken Free. I always can't wait to open it. And whether it's, you know, obviously a cute new shirt or hat or, I mean, or fantastic photography, um, you, you make me think and, and you give me things to think about when I open an email from you. And that pledge was really one of them. And it hit home for me because I didn't realize the impact of straws. And I thought that, you know, plastic bags were still in existence for a reason. And, and the reality is like, they don't need to exist. And I certainly don't need to use them. Um, I'm really inspired by the fact that you as the leader and the CEO of Tentry are driving this sort of change. And I want to know, uh, I want to know the guts it takes behind it. Do you have, does everyone in your office stand behind this? Is it, I mean, dare I ask, is there ever a paper cup in the office? What does, it, what does it take for these, these types of initiatives to actually come out to the rest of us in the world? Yeah, you know, for us, it, it wasn't an overnight thing. And I think that's pretty important. And, and the other thing is that, you know, it's not, we're not perfect. There are still the occasional pieces of plastic in, in our office. But what we get excited about is at the end of the day, when you walk through our sort of garbage recycling area, and there's nothing in the garbage bin, but the compost and the recycling and the mixed plastics and that sort of thing, like the areas where we can sift through and, and recycle these products are full. So, you know, for us, it, it's been a learning the same as learning about apparel has been. Hmm. For me, and, and it's ultimately my job to facilitate and empower the team here to push for this stuff because hmm. ultimately I don't claim for a second to be the, the most knowledgeable person in the room about recycling or the most knowledgeable person in the room about disposable plastics. We've been fortunate enough to hire a really great team that has a lot better understanding of the impacts of some of these things than I ever will. Mm. And so for me, it's, it's ultimately about empowering them to frankly push us to be better. Mm. Uh, we do the same thing with our customers. We, mm. you put, we allow them or, you know, hope that they, push us to be better. We're doing the same things when it comes to poly bags um, with mm. our product. Apparel is traditionally packaged in poly bags. So you think if you're shipping five, 10,000 to a million units in a year, that's up to a million plastic bags yeah. that that product shipped in. Yeah. So it was frankly our internal team that said, well, what can, can we do better? And, wow. we, and so we moved those plastic bags to be compostable. And cool. then somebody, it was a consumer of ours, a supporter that said, you know, compostable doesn't mean what you think it means. And mm. they sent us a bunch of research on that and how, frankly, you know, it has to be in the perfect environment. Biodegradable means that, you know, the plastic still lives, uh, but it, it really just breaks down into smaller pieces. So now we're trying to find a bagless solution where every mm. product will come wrapped in some form of twine or something that is truly compostable. So, mm. you know, we're, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect, um, but we're getting better every day and every week. And, uh, and it's ultimately my job to make sure that we give people the voice to make sure that those things come. 
gosh. Well, I think it's amazing. And I think that it just says so much that, I mean, from forest fires that are happening up and down the West Coast to the fact that you, you know, as you shared, you have trees getting planted globally that are impacting hundreds of people's lives that is putting food on the table for not only them, but their entire family and, and for generations for that matter. And, and then you're able to do things like an email that inspires us to not use paper cups and plastic straws. And, and that's just remarkable. It's super, super cool. Um, I, as you were talking, it made me think about a couple of questions that I'm curious um, to ask about, I guess, maybe the business more holistically or your involvement in the business um, of, of things we, we might not find on the internet um, or find in other interviews. And that's where do you get your inspiration um, or who do you think is, is inspiring the conversations around our relationship with the earth right now? You know, where I get inspiration mm -hmm. uh, is, is from the things that are happening that are grassroots, the things yeah. that are happening that are not uh, a major corporate this or corporate that, but are happening on grassroots levels uh, where people are just inspiring change and through their day to day, whether it's cool. you know, the news and reports of people that are hiking up the mountain and coming down with bags and bags of trash because yeah. you know what they just wanted to do that or people that are doing and managing beach cleanups uh, yeah. just out of their out of their own sort of feelings of de or desire to help. I think those that those ultimately to me just signal a greater uh, movement that's starting, and we're fortunate enough to be a part of that and and hopefully be a leader in that. But yeah. you know, ultimately, what gets me inspired every day is seeing that. It's not just us out there. Yeah. It's not just other companies out there. It, it's taking hold and consumers are changing their behavior. Yeah, it's true. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, all right. Well, we wrap every podcast, and I can't believe our time has come, uh, with our favorite question at Team Corker, which is, what is making your heart beat faster right now, Derek? To me... Uh, you know, it's, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's what I just said. It's customers and consumers today that are impacting change by putting their dollars and their hard-earned money into things that matter. I think, you know, we wouldn't exist today if it weren't for people like that. And you look around at the landscape of brands and companies out there and how things are changing and the pace that things are changing at. And it's, it's not because of the companies, it's because of the people and it's because of where they're putting their dollars and where they're signaling what they care about. And that, that gets me excited. That's so cool. Um, on that note, being a person who cares and a leader who wants to attract more people who care, is there anything that we should know about Tentree uh, that you'd like to share with people listening to the podcast? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're always looking for good people. We're always looking for people that want to make a difference and, you know, want their day-to-day -day work to have an impact outside of just the, the top or bottom line. I think we are, we're never done and we're always looking for more people in that regard. I think where 
we're constantly trying to innovate, constantly trying to push for better, and we're looking for people that can help support that mission. So, you know, whether it's operations, human capital, marketing, product development, uh, administration, whatever it is, we're always looking. I love it. Um, we will include Derek at Tentry.com in the comments below and you can get inundated with people that want to come join you as long as they ditch the plastic bags, right? Exactly. Don't come to work the first day with a, with a plastic bag. With a plastic bag, a car, or a paper cup. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Derek, thank you so, so much for your time. It is an honor having you in Vancouver and we are really lucky to consider you a friend. Thank you so much for having me.